everyone. This is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset Podcast Show. And today it's Boss Babe Coaches recording. So stay tuned. Our topic today is one of those really hard conversations where we talk about life, love, single motherhood, growth, and growing. Today we're talking about what women want. So stay tuned. All right, we are on. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning again. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Boss Babe Coach is here. Today, we're going to have a conversation about what women want. So what do we want? You know, which, which topic do we want to start with first? <laughs> I'll do the icebreaker question. Yes, yeah. I love that question. I thought that was a great one. Um, ladies, if you're making 150K a year, and, you, and your family or your career can provide for you and your family. So you're making 150K a year and your career can provide for you and your family. Would being with a good man that makes only 40K a year bother you? And please be honest. <laughs> All right, I'll throw my answer out there. Um, <laughs> it, would, it would not bother me at all. You know, if I am in that spot and our family is comfortable, um, you know, having a good, loving, reliable partner is invaluable. You know, it's like, I don't feel like men need to be viewed as, okay, well, they're just here to make money. You know, I don't, I don't believe that at all. It's like, obviously, yes, you want both people contributing to the relationship and the finances in different ways. But if I was in that position, I wouldn't mind a bit. Yep. Yep. I know I was gonna, I was telling the ladies how I was reading all the comments. So um, the question, by the way, is by Anthony O'Neill, who works with Dave Ramsey, you know, all that good stuff, yeah. financial debt free, all of that. And he always posts these really good questions. And when I saw it, I could not help but, of course, read all the comments of all the women and completely opposite perspectives of, yeah. you know, some women are like, well, no, I can't. I need one woman straight up said, I need to look up and respect my man so he needs to make more it's like hmm interesting you know um and of course i i mean as going through the comments it's like to each their own their experience their views and their beliefs that's what's really happening and yeah, yeah i agree with noel like um he's a good man what does it matter and women these days um hello we can make our own money and just be successful in all those things and so why not have a man love and respect us for who we are and we would want to do the same for them, no matter what, like, you know, ride or die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and money isn't the only contribution people can make, obviously, yeah. clearly, but I do understand there are a wide variety of perspectives and opinions oh, yeah. about that. And like people, they're okay with what they're okay with, you know, to each his own. I totally get that too. Yeah. I, I think what I don't like about this question is it's set up to shame you for your answer one way yeah. or the a yes or no and it wants a yes or no answer and it doesn't it's not going to get that because like like you're saying yes we live in this day and age where women we are allowed to be successful even though we're still getting used to owning that you know um but we're allowed to be successful and make the money and we can be the primary provider if we want or not but i think for women who might be like yeah that, or no i couldn't be my, my thought process goes to like here's what I think. I think it's not about the amount of money that somebody makes, you know, if they're good and worthy and like you've met, you've done the hard work to stay together and you love each other. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing I think that can, can divide is when, um, 
when if your partner is not also living their passion or doing something that gives them passion if they're working a job that they're not making a lot of money and they are jealous of you it could cause jealousy it could Ooh, cause yeah. um it could cause a divide because there's not this equality so i think as long as there's equality in the relationship to some degree whether that's there, like you're both doing your passions or um or like yeah i just think you have to have you have to be passionate about something in your life outside of the the job or money um, to make that situation work. Cause I mean, we, as women have, like, I think about my mom, she didn't work, you know, my dad brought in all the money and her passion was with music and with her, you know, her career there. So she had something else and and she and my dad actually did that together outside of his day job. So I don't know. I think it's a, a really interesting question. Yeah. Have you guys ever listened to Demona Hoffman's podcast, Dates and Mates? No. It's like, I've listened to it off and on, like in the past. And I thought it was really, really interesting because she like, she's like, you know, become the CEO of your own dating life. And she's like a dating coach, basically. And, you know, that particular question relates to one topic that she talked about quite a bit, because she's saying there are all these women that have these really high financial expectations for somebody that they might want to date and they won't even look at anybody or consider them you know, if that kind of stuff is not on the table, you know, and she argued pretty hard against it. She's like, look, you know, you could completely be missing out on your soulmate and think about all of the other contributions this person can make to your life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but yeah, it's, it's a good podcast. It's uh, definitely a lot of good advice. Yeah, (laughs) listen to it. Um, Yeah, I think what I got from that question was like, yeah, there's either way you're going to feel a little bit of shame. And then how it says, if you're with a good man is what he says. He says, if you're with a good man, but he's making 40K. And I'm like, so you said he's a good man, you know? Like, I would hope we all would want to be good women, good men, and, you know, love, respect, and for everything we are. (laughs) Well, you know, it makes me think of the, what is man enough mean and masculinity. And, uh, you know, going back to that Justin Baldoni podcast, what this question is assuming is that a man who makes less than you is not masculine enough. You know, I think that's the challenge. Yeah. That's where I don't like, (laughs) I'm like, "Mm." and that's where we have to challenge that mentality. That's still like, that still exists, you know, like, um, so yeah. That's so true. I'm like, man, there's so many good questions here. So what women want, guys? <laughs> I think I sent a voice memo about this and I can't even remember what like what I said. <laughs> I was coming from some perspective because I've been in my own like trauma lately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I remember. Um, well, the thing that had come up a lot is like when you are dating, um, how we feel about like the texting thing, if you're texting fast enough and do what do women want in that sense when it comes to dating and then relationships and maybe a future husband or spouse or partner. So like leading up to all those things. But I also know we all have our own experiences and based on that, it's going to, you know, show what we believe in what that looks like. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of feel like one of the biggest things women want is consistency. <laughs> you know, consistency, words and actions aligning, you know, when that stuff is out of alignment, it's trouble. Mm-hmm. We all know this, we have experienced it in different ways. Um, but I don't know, I just think early on, it helps to establish 
I don't know what consistent good communication means for you. Is the other person on the same page about that? Can you meet in the middle about that? People have such different communication styles and different attachment styles often that are at odds with each other too. And so it's like, okay, how do you communicate about that stuff early on without it being like, wow, this is too much. Um, just finding <laughs> yeah. a good balance there with that. Because you want to just like almost what's it um, being interrogating, like interrogate them. Like, well, like how do you? What's your love language? How, what's your attachment style? Well, but you know what? A lot of people advise just go ahead and do that. And if it's too much, then it's probably not the right person for you. If they don't want to like talk about any of that kind of stuff. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think that there can be, I feel like if I use myself as an example, I am constantly learning and I know where my uh, insecurities lie and where my, like, I can be idealistic about communication, but I kind of suck at it. I really do. My insecurities take over and I don't say what I need to say in the moment until it becomes a problem. And then I create this thing that doesn't need to happen, but I don't, I don't know what that, you know, I think mm, what I want, you know, is like uh, that safety and trust in somebody that I know I could come with anything, but I know that that doesn't come over time. It's that Brene Brown, she talks about, I think, what did she call it? Um, there's a acronym she uses for it, but trust is basically yes, built yes yeah i forget what the acronym is but it's tiny little deposits of things over time that build a bigger ball of trust and that just doesn't exist when you're starting out with somebody so <laughs> can't take a deep dive yet but you know I, I don't know i think on a surface level in certain general ways you know just getting a feel for what people are looking for what they want how they communicate you know, that kind of stuff's definitely important to me. I think so too. I wish I could go back and, and remember certain conversations had to be like, what was that answer again? Because I remember something, but was that accurate? And now I want to ask again. <laughs> but I think check-ins are normal anyway, yes. so. But yeah, no, I totally get what you mean, Rachel, about like anxiety taking over at times and not being able to say what needs to be said in the moment. You know, I definitely struggle with that too, because yes, like we know how we're supposed to communicate. And when you're giving advice to somebody else, it's easy to look at the situation and be like, all right, this is what you need to do. And then you find yourself in it. And I'm like, okay, really being challenged here. <laughs> I need to turn on my brain and like put my own advice to work. Yes. I've been thinking about a lot of that stuff lately, you know, with well, just different issues that I've been thinking about. It's like, okay, well, if this were my friend feeling this way or going through something, what would I say to that person? And I need to follow that advice. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are on my speed dial because, you know, you are, <laughs> you are my like shoulder angels when I'm like <laughs> rational thinking. <laughs> I swear to God, thank God. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um. I'm like writing this all down and looking at it like as a whole. And I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. I think communication comes up a lot. Um, consistency and showing up for your partner, like as much as we show up for ourselves, but also uh, one of my favorite things when I talk about relationship coaching is um, Oprah did, you know, when her show years ago, uh, she had all these women show on, go on her show and list out things they want in a man. 
and all the women in our audience like listed out all these things, rich, successful, sexy, fit, beautiful, handsome, great father, all this stuff. And she had all the women take out that list and ask them if they are that themselves. And it yeah. was like, Ooh, that's good. Like, oh, I can't ask what you are not doing yourself. So I was like, okay, I see you. Uh, so that makes sense. And I feel like with all of our experiences, because we're so aware and mindful in our relationships, we really learned and grew. And, you know, we took what we learned and grew into our next relationships. And so now because of that, and like I was saying with, you know, these amazing women, we're evolving so fast that it can be kind of hard to meet and date. And we're like, get it together, man. But um, <laughs> at the same time, like it takes time, like you're saying, it like yeah. takes time to learn communication with each other. And, you know, each person has their own love language, what that looks like. And, and we could be very much the women. And I'm like, hey, we're pretty badass. It's, we're going to be the women that actually teach a lot of this to our partners and they're they're awesome too but um because we're constantly working on ourselves like we are actually reading you know doing the podcast like listening to other people and um it's just inevitable we're going to be evolving faster and that's okay um and we're just going to have to hold space for our partners and just like let them know where where um we're at and hopefully they show up with us yeah and are willing to hold that space for us as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I remember, um, so Dak Shepard has a podcast called The Armchair Expert, which I, I really like. Um, it's an interesting one, but uh, especially when he in, in, interviews experts on different stuff. But I remember learning from him that when, so he's married to Kristen Bell and they said early on in their dating relationship, they started therapy, couples therapy while they were dating. Really? And I was like, how does one make, like, how do you get there? But I think Dax is a, a, a recovered alcoholic. You know, he's been going through that. So he knows what it, it means to work on himself and mm-hmm. has like done, a lot of, like done a lot of hard work. And I, I, I'm not so much sure about Kristen Bell, but she seems very communicative and wants to like, you know, so they came into it like, here's all my issues, but we want to be together. So let's do this. And I was like, God is like level where that's amazing. I would love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know that like, you know, I feel like I don't know a lot of couples where they're going to therapy unless it's at the end of their marriage and they're like, we better try to save it now. It's like, it's almost like, uh, like, uh, what's something that you do that to be like preventative, but then it's too late because you didn't do it. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like it could be a really great resource for that. But I know like vulnerability for men is, is, is difficult mm-hmm. where yeah. easily for women. <laughs> That's one thing I think I, again, that is important to me to have a man that can yes. take down that shield at times and be vulnerable with me um, as much as I am with them. Yeah. I like that because I know we were talking about because we love Justin Baldoni. <laughs> we talk about <laughs> like I love that now it feels like we're kind of we have someone who is kind of leading, you know, that mission to be like, hey, sh- being vulnerable, you know, is also masculine. Like that's showing up. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Being emotional, God. talking yeah. about feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, 
so, you know, I coach a lot of women, but right now I'm actually slowly, I'm coaching. I have one men's coach that I'm actually helping now. And it's like, really? you know, it's going to be interesting, but I love to be a part of, of that journey where now I can, I can push for more men's coaches to share that vision mm-hmm. with other men because we need more of that. Yes, we do. Yes. So like I'm okay. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah. So how did that come about? How did you, how did this guy get connected with you? Oh, so he's actually my friend from the Bay and him and his wife decided to start their own coaching practices and like mentor and coach them. And now they've evolved. Like, I mean, his wife, she's a hypnotherapist, which I also will have on my podcast show in the next few weeks. Amazing. And then her husband decided, I want to be a a coach. And I was like, you guys are going to be a freaking power couple dream. That's awesome. That's amazing. And so I'm really excited for him. So this is just the beginning of his journey. I'm excited to see how many men he's going to be out there. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I challenged him. I was like, when you're ready, when we are ready, because right now we're not taking any interviews. I know people have been applying to our show, which is really cool. Um, But like when we're ready to do that, maybe in the next, you know, month or so after we've revamped our Instagram, um, he, I was like, we're going to grill you, man. I was like, you're going to come on our show. You're going to be our first men's coach. We're going to grill you. Oh my gosh. Get <laughs> good ready. Husband, good father, a men's coach. What is your vision? What do you want to do? So that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. You know, a coach might like, I think there are couples coaches out there too that work yeah. with blue of like a therapist. If that word seems too scary for couples, maybe like a coach that just helps you communicate better or whatever, you know, achieve whatever goal you want as a couple um is a great idea too or for men like who don't want to like do the therapy thing but if they get a coach relationship coach whatever whatever that looks like um that might be a safer option you know feel safer (laughs) yeah and I think that's a fantastic idea rather than waiting until something catastrophic has happened and somebody has been really hurt and now there's all this repair work to be done you know I feel like that's definitely the realm of therapy but if you have two people that are like hey we want to get better at this together you know we have this common vision how do we get there and having a coach like that to set those goals point them in the right direction give them the homework um yeah I feel like more people should do that yeah, definitely. And I love that we're all huge advocates for therapy. And I think that's the initial, like for most men that I've even talked to are like, I'm not crazy. I don't need therapy. So that we keep talking about this, that it's okay right. to get therapy. And it's sexy as fuck coming from all women here. We think you're sexy as fuck if you do the work and you go to therapy. Oh my God. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So one thing um, that the the man in a podcast talks about, I think it's funny. I'm talking about what like masculinity, even though we're talking about what women want, <laughs> but I think it goes into like the type of man that um, it gets me excited, you know? Um, and he was saying, he asked people guests to be like, name like five qualities that you would give to a man. You order five qualities and five qualities of a woman. And the man was like, successful, strong, um, unemotional, um, you know, the power, powerful, whatever. And then women are like sensitive, emotional, nurturing, caring. And so, and then he says, okay, so now if we're going to make a robot, right. And we put all the men's qualities that you just said, and we're going to have like a great worker, a great, uh, somebody who can get stuff done, 
is you know physically strong whatever but if you want to make that robot human you put in the feminine qualities and i was like boom and that's what he's talking about like wow. we have these delineations of what makes a man a man and what makes a woman a woman but really it's like the things that men aren't allowed to feel or do are like the things that make us human the most human you know the feelings and the emotions and so i just loved that example i was like that's so powerful <laughs> so again i, I think a man who can be who I don't know. I guess courage, like, has the courage to go down that road and really open those doors and 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 like awaken that side of him that might not be alert or revived, you know. And if you if you don't have that side or those qualities or aspects in play, I feel like it's really hard to be able to hold space for somebody else, to become vulnerable, to be able to pause in conflict and have good conflict resolution skills. Um, you know, that kind of stuff is so important. Like some of those things like over the years have definitely become more and more important to me. And if you don't have those qualities, then, you know, I feel like it's almost impossible to really be good at those things yeah. and to really operate effectively within a relationship in the long term. I have a question. Um, so what would we say to all the men watching our show? What is the first step if they're like, oh my gosh, I now I hear you and now what do I do? <laughs> what should I do? Start watching one of these podcasts. You do that immediately. <laughs> and then decide it's like, okay, do I need a therapist? Do I need a coach? And I guess those questions are answered based on what you feel like is preventing you from expressing those qualities. And honestly, often I think what helps is just other men being vulnerable to other men. Yes. Like find your best friend, find the person you trust the most and be like, have you ever thought about this? Or like, dude, I'm struggling with this. Or, you know, and just like make that little door open and see like, um, one of the things that my boyfriend does right now that I like, he told me very early on when we started dating that I thought was so cool is that he has what he calls his like bro pack and they like hang out weekly and over beers and they just talk about stuff. And I just, I love the idea of like just guys getting together and talking about life and, and, you know, and that they can open up you know, in that safe space, but still be men, you know, whatever that, oh, yeah. that for them. So, <laughs> um, but also I think in addition um, to what you said, Noel, which is awesome. Noel, just sidebar, you're like so full of wisdom. I love the way you think about stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I just like, damn. No, that's what I think about you. I'm like, why do I say stuff? And I talk, but like, you know, you come up with all this like amazing stuff and I'm just like, wow, that's such a like great deep perspective. And like cats here, like, putting it all together and extrapolating then another meaning to apply like in the big picture. No, it's awesome. Like, I love it. I'm just, wow, amazed, amazed by you ladies. Um, I was gonna say also in addition is like just awareness, like if your partner, if your girlfriend or whatever wife's coming up to you and is like emotional and you're like, I don't know what to do with this, lean into that discomfort. Like I'm uncomfortable, why am I uncomfortable? Because of this emotion you know, what's underneath there and just start to become aware. I think that becomes one of the best things because then we can ask ourselves questions about like, okay, 
Let me dig a little deeper. Okay, so why am I uncomfortable? Okay, I'm uncomfortable because of this. Why, what, what else about that is happening? Was there anything else underneath that? You know, you can start yeah. to, um, and this is kind of the work I think that we're constantly doing as women um, because we are, you know, we've been allowed to feel our emotions since the beginning of time. You know, we've been able to be nurturing and vulnerable and uh, all those like insensitive, you know, we're allowed to lean into those things all the time. And so, yeah, it's going to cause friction when you have a partner, a man, a man who may not know what to do with those things because he doesn't feel he doesn't know he can be that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got to break down that barrier there. Um, but I know mean, you're so right. It's like, it is so important just to start getting curious layer by layer, you know, what is contributing to this? Let's unearth that and chunk it, start a new way, <laughs> start being able yeah. to like show it for each other in the right ways. Um, I can't help but think of, um, like, as you guys are saying, like, yeah, they're not enough, I don't think, men that have that kind of group um, support in that way. And especially coming from a Filipino culture, an Asian culture, that, sh that happens just so much. Um, you know, I grew up with military parents and mm. even all the other Filipino families that I know that have sons, it's like zero emotion. And if it is emotion, you know, your family's going to think like it's coming off the wrong way, just immediately. Right. They're going to think negative of it. They're going to think, oh, now are you being too sensitive? You know, um, like you're supposed to be the man of the house, you know, the one who makes the income, the one who's the family man that, you know, leads the whole pack. And yeah, that's tough. If you've been raised like that your whole life and thinking that was all it was, um, you know, and fortunately, like my partner, he's like raised with a military dad. And, you know, parents that are very loving and family that's loving and, and he was raised in that way where I don't think that showed up as much. And so he actually shows up beautifully, like vulnerable mm. and is able to openly talk about feelings and all that. And I, I had asked him one of those questions and I think I, we, we were answering this together on like one of the texts is like, my question to him was, you know, for him who in all of his relationships never showed up emotionally. And he was in a lot of like, he was in long-term relationships. Yeah. I was like, you know, um, if the girl feels like they want more from the guy and they're hesitant to say it, especially with it's dating or in the relationship, what do you like as a guy hope to hear or how to present that? And he straight up was like, yeah, just like the simplicity of like, you know, you have, you sit down and have the conversation where they don't feel shame, right? As the first thing. Um, that they can show up in their relationship without shame, you know, and that's like the little bit of where they can show either sadness or fear, anxiety or whatever. And then how we intercept that and react to that is so important. Mm -hmm. right? um, I mean, shit, that like reminds us well, all our last relationship. So it's like, um, that's really cool. I thought that was a really cool perspective. Um, is to just like really show up in that way. So like we want them to be vulnerable and show up and be sensitive um, and not get our feelings hurt, but maybe they want the same, right? Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be hard, you know, you think about from, I don't know, a guy's perspective who has been raised and conditioned, you know, against feeling these emotions and feeling these things. And then on top of that conditioning, also been conditioned to feel shame if they want to feel those things or if those things come out and so you've got like a 
you know, a double layer of stuff to really work through there. And that's like a big barrier to break down, I feel like. It is. And sometimes I feel like, uh, if I go back to relationships that didn't pan out so well, they ended because of that very reason. Like, like he was so unemotional and whatever that he couldn't understand why I was and that and and I was shamed for my stuff and he I'm sure I rubbed him the wrong way when I was like why would you <laughs> why can't you understand you know um and so it didn't wind up working out but <laughs> yeah it's like that barrier has to be broken down though I feel like for any true healthy relationship to be sustained in the long term unless that person who refuses to take that barrier down wants to be in a relationship with somebody else that is super broken and unaware and you know and it may last for a while but it's just going to end in disaster ultimately and, you know we got to work through that stuff that is I was like that's exactly what I was thinking because we all have come from those kind of relationships or dating yeah. This. and have been those people I mean yeah. I know I have well, I still work on it <laughs> I love that you're saying that because that is it's the hard truth there is that if you're not willing to work on yourself and work through those things um, you will constantly end up in those kind of relationships unfortunately it'll overflow into your other relationships yeah. you will keep hurting someone or they will hurt you it's just an endless ugly cycle yeah um you know um and I, I would hate that for anyone yeah. I think, I mean, I've heard people say, uh, like therapist people say, uh, like, for example, I had a friend who just, they had a really bad relationship with their parents, she and her twin sister. And like, they, um, they were so broken and so, so sad about the way that that all went down. And, and, um, and, and they, they swore they would never be their parents, you know, like I'll never be like my parents. And then what winds up happening is if you're not doing that healing work to work through that, you wind up like assuming the behaviors or taking on those behaviors of the thing that you said you would never do in trying to protect yourself and trying to build this barrier. And I feel like you can say the same thing in a relationship where you're not doing healing work. Yeah, of course you're going to attract the same thing or the thing you said, I'm never going to do that again, because your barriers are up so much that you've actually like, you can't help but absorb almost like it's a weird mental thing. I think that we do, um, or brain thing until it's addressed. Yeah. That's like, deep, that's the deep trauma stuff. You know, that's what trauma. No, triggers. you're so right. Yeah. That kind of stuff is going to keep happening over and over again. That same person is going to keep showing up in different forms, you know, until you can make things right with yourself. I mean, it's so much like everything comes down to that relationship with yourself and who you are and healing and awareness. And it is such a long, difficult freaking journey. I feel like it never really stops, but you know, we reach new levels and by God, we try. <laughs> I know we all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna ask like, what are some red flags that show up and green flags that show up? Um, like if you're doing the work versus you're not and like how do you know because sometimes you could be in that toxic cycle yourself and not even know and you're like wondering huh all my my really good friends are leaving and they're you know I'm losing a lot of my really good friends my relationships and the only one who could really stand me right now is maybe just my partner but you're losing all the people that are actually good people you know, um, that's a huge um, red flag I think and even in those situations there are some people 
um, that are in that and that don't even realize are just still like, it's not me, it's them, mm. right? It's yeah. everyone else. <laughs> I think, uh, how do I say this without like incriminating myself too much? <laughs> uh, I think it can be easy for women uh, I'm going to generalize here a bit, um, but like to, sorry, now my phone's going off. Uh, it can be easy for women to make their life about the relationship and lose themselves. <laughs> um, and, and so I think, yeah, that isolation is very important to pay attention to as a, as a red flag. If you're not doing the things you used to do that make you happy. If you're not making time for um, your own friends and your own, if you don't have a life outside of the relationship, then that's a red flag. That's not a healthy state. And, and it goes back to what you said before we started recording, Kat, like, where do we get these messages? And you're like, Disney movies, because it's like, yeah, Cinderella waiting for Prince Charming. And then once that happens, bada bing, bada boom, you got everything. It's like, we don't know about her friends, you know, and Cinderella talked to mice for God's sake. So <laughs> it's good to remember. <laughs> oh, she's not really. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I think that detachment of self, losing yourself. And again, how do you be aware of that? I think it's just when you find yourself like, why am I not ever doing anything outside of staying at home, you know? Or why am I always canceling plans to stay at home? Yeah, very true, very true. Or I mean, sometimes like I know in the past, like I've had instances where I'm like, you know, like so attached to the relationship, so wrapped up in it. I'm like, okay, well, I know I should be doing other stuff and I know that I should step back and do X, Y, and Z. And then you're just in the situation. You're like, yeah, but I just don't feel like doing that. I don't want to, I'm not motivated to. It's like, definitely have to get curious about that. Yeah. I certainly did. I think our intuition tells us a lot too, um, which I often, like, I feel like my intuition doesn't really isn't really working until I'm in a crisis mode. And then I'm like, I don't want to hear from you in Twitch and I want to ignore you. And I don't. <laughs> yes. Why is that? <laughs> but it, it kicks in and I have very physical uh, reactions when I'm, when I'm feeling something familiar that doesn't, that, that's not right, that I know isn't going to serve me. Um, and I want to ignore it maybe because I don't want to face that reality yet or whatever. But like, for me, I get, I get, pain in my chest literally I get sick to my stomach I can't eat I'm not sleeping well you know it's like so many different variations of of um and it's very specific too I don't know if you guys find this but like when my intuition kicks in on certain things I'll have a physical reaction and I'm like I know what this this is I know what yes. this I know exactly the situation this is related to if it's my stomach, it's one thing. If it's my heart, it's, you know, if it's my chest, it's something else. Like I, I know when I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then I'm just yes. like, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I'm so with you there. No, you're so right though. Like your body is not going to lie. You've got to listen, listen to that stuff. I mean, your intuition, how you feel in your body. I mean, it's going to tell you the truth every time. I love that, Rachel. That's a superpower. It is. Yeah, it's a superpower. it really is. I wish I need to reframe and think about it that way when it kicks in. <laughs> right. 
Just some power poses. <laughs> That's true. I know sometimes though, sometimes it can be hard depending on the situation to separate, I don't know, anxiety that kind of comes from our own stuff yes. and the bad feelings in our body that arise, you know, when our intuition is telling us something. Um, but I think a lot of that just comes down to us being able to demonstrate we can trust ourselves yeah. and being able to, you know, really separate the two in that way. Yeah. Because I know I certainly have had times in the past where it's like, you know, my own anxiety will like take some little thing and just like run away with it. And then I've had this whole conversation with myself and my mind about it. And I feel so bad as though this thing has actually happened when in truth, it's not even real. Nothing has happened and it's not even true. And so like that kind of stuff <laughs> needs to go away because yeah. it messes with the other. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Constantly fighting that. <laughs> I like that. So then it's like a good reminder to like, maybe take a deep breath and really assess what's reality, right. what's really happening, or am I overthinking? Mm -hmm. And if you need to write it out, write it out. If you need to go for a walk, do that. <laughs> I, I literally write down, this is like the facts, like what has happened and what is true. And yeah, and fresh air is always a good idea. <laughs> right, right. Just got to shut that like part of your brain off that panics and then you can't think rationally or like me to send multiple voice memos that are 10 minutes long to your besties <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell you what like you can do that anytime you want to <laughs> that. it should be a uh, definitely weekly i love it <laughs> yes yes I'm like, okay, so back. So I love the way this conversation has gone. I think it went in such a different direction than I was expecting. And I love that. <laughs> it <goes> so deep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So I think we're kind of approaching our yeah. here. So what are our takeaways that we want to leave our, our, our audience with today? Like, so we started talking about what women wants and we talked a lot about uh, masculinity and, and where men are probably struggling and that's where it's hard to meet uh, our needs often. And yeah, in a lot of cases they have, they're being treated unfairly, have unfair expectations being placed upon them and difficult conditioning that's hard to overcome, you know, mm -hmm. unless you're really trying to be aware. So women want awareness. <laughs> that's yeah. one thing that we want. Yeah. awareness be willing to yeah. be curious and become aware yes i love that awareness is sexy these are all such great taglines guys we need a t-shirt that says that therapy is sexy all of yes. us takeaways yeah it's like um Ladies, men, if you're, if you have a list, look at your list. If are, these are all the things you are looking for, you want so badly, the sexy fit, hot, successful, making money. Are you doing that yourselves? Right. How are you showing up? And if that's what you would like in a future spouse or in your relationship, how are you showing up yourself? And if, if um, you're the only one in your group that has that, wow, maybe there's no one else in my group, then lead that you know, mm -hmm. maybe be the first, um, hopefully you have the courage to start that. Um, 
And if you don't have resources, definitely um, see if you need therapy or coaching or um, ask around, definitely do the research. Mm-hmm. For, for our men folk out there, there's so many great uh, like men focused uh, Facebook groups and Instagram pages and stuff. Oh, yeah podcast like tune in and actually it's a great resource for us as women too because it just gives us another perspective and deeper understanding you know for how we can show up more in relationships for if you're if you're dating a man like uh you can how you can show up for your man kind of thing exactly but I love that though you know it's like what you are looking for in somebody else be that yourself first and the rest mm-hmm. will fall into place. Yeah. Be that yourself first. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk another two hours about this. So we might have to come back to the yeah. session. I know, right? Well, yeah, it's like, you know, we can yeah. think about it, come up with a ton more questions and topics in this vein, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And we should. We should, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, I wanted to shout out really quick to my friends over at Katsu Crew. Check out their cute little clothes in the back. Oh, you guys have to read this. See if you could read it. It's super cute. Can you read it? Sensitive Soul Society. Kindness is key. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. that. Yeah, I want one of those. (laughs) Super cute, right? Um, uh, As for the updates, because I I was like, oh, we didn't get to do this in the beginning. Um, I, I am, I'm like, I want to do a clothing line with you guys for sure. So all these cute little taglines. Um, and I, I am so excited because I have a brand new like shop coming up, like in the next few weeks where like, it's ready to like click and it'll be like matching, like with us mini shirts, like mini boss shirts and mom boss shirts and all these cute little like empowerment shirts for all women and kids and also your partners. So I'm, I'm, that's all coming up. In literally the next few weeks. <laughs> that's that's like, exciting. Really, really fast. I've been working so hard on that. So I'm excited. <laughs> Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. I was uh, volunteering at an arts and craft festival yesterday, which was super fun. Um, but also just to like go around and, and again, I was so inspired to see these artists out there making a living doing what they love, you know, and I think I just think about us and what we're trying to do here with, with boss babes and the, the excitement that I have in my heart for where this will hopefully go and what we can achieve and just, um, being a resource to people. Um, and I just, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be partner with you ladies. <laughs> same, same. Yes. Thank you ladies. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun and, um, yeah, so I guess we're going to sign off and hope everybody <laughs> enjoys their weekend. Have an awesome yes. Saturday. Enjoy your time. Mm-hmm. And we love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>